The crack is back, ladies and gentlemen. I am back under my sheath. Troy is telling me this is working fantastically, so I'm going to continue trying to doing it. I had a stag night on Friday night. Again, that's two in one week. Exceptional stamina for me at 35 years of age. But I got home and I watched a one event and we had obviously Roberto Saldajan last week. Shocked to see Robocop lose by KO in the second round to Kadistan. It's been a bit of a tough one for Roberto, man. It's it's two fights in one, one and no contest, one a, a KO loss. I mean, I, I expected him to go in there and become a massive star for them, become one of the, the poster boys of the promotion. That could still happen, but it's been a rough, rough start. Fair play to Kadistan, great, great fight from him. Obviously, Demetrius Johnson at the top of the event, um, seeing out his trilogy fight with Adriano Moraes, had Rotang on there with a vicious elbow as well. Sage Norcote with the heel hook as well. Big, big event, no doubt about it. And that brings me on to Saturday's event uh, in Italy. Ireland has three Cage Warriors champions for the first time ever. And this only occurred to me on Saturday morning. In 2012, we had Chris Fields and Conor McGregor. McGregor obviously went on to the UFC, became a big success. I know most of you probably haven't heard of him. Joke, of course. And then we had Neil Seary and Cahill Pendred in 2013, both of whom went on to the UFC. This, for me, is the first time ever we've had three Cage Warriors champions and... You know, it further underlines the fact that we're in an amazing era of Irish fighting once again. And this is incredible. You know, I really didn't see this coming, but here we are. And it's all guys from up north. You have Reese McKee at welterweight from Ballymena, Paul Hughes from Derry with the featherweight title, and now Caelan Lochran after his second round KO of Dylan Hazan as the bantamweight champion. I mean, this is crazy to me. This is such a good state of affairs that we're in. I got to speak to Caelan Lochran for RTE. Another big pop. Man, I'm loving these RTE MMA articles going crazy like they are. This is just, it makes me feel so good. I'm delighted for the opportunity, but I mean, again, I can't stress this enough. This is a million miles away from where I ever thought I'd be when I started off covering this sport for like the Gazette in 2010 or 2009. I think it was big Irish MMA back in 2009. And then obviously I get in with the severe guys and they showed me this whole internet world which seems to be going pretty well for me. But to be on RTE, the national broadcaster, and being given an opportunity to have these long features about fighters and see people really loving them, man, it's it's, it's a dream come true to me. But uh, speaking of dreams come true, in the article, Lachlan talked about the struggle that he went through going to Cowboy sleeping in a bunk bed for 10 and a half months, like still not having a pot to piss in and seeing him doing that, man, it's it's fantastic. He actually, he texted me on uh, Sunday because uh, if you read the article, I referenced that he had he had been sent some locations to enjoy a pint of Guinness around Rome. He sent me a message. Pizzi, celebrations are going well. I've had a skinful. Guinness is terrible, but very happy. So I'm delighted for him. What a guy. So proud of this whole Irish scene at the moment. We are on the cusp of something fantastic. I really believe that. But that being said, it's on Cage Warriors now. Our boys have done the job. It used to be get the title, go to the big dance. And that was... I'd love to see like a breakdown of percentage-wise. It's got to be like 50 at least. Maybe more, probably more. But we've got three now. And in a recent interview with Sean Sheehan, I believe it was Sheridog. It was either Sheridog or Severe. I'm not too sure. I think it was Sheridog though. Like, Graham Boylan is saying Paul Hughes is getting decisions, so he shouldn't go. He's getting decisions over the best guys. Morgan Sharier, Jordan Vucenic, who could absolutely fight in the UFC. So it's on them now to make this happen. That's what the whole thing is meant to be. Cage Warriors is the doorway to the UFC. Well, there's... There's three guys knocking on the door now. Let's see who gets through. I understand Reese is in a bit more of a difficult situation because he's been there before. But come on, what else can they do? I want to see it happening. Now, I reached out to Tom Aspinall last week because obviously there's still nothing announced for July's main event or July's card in London, you know? Like there's people getting matched and, and Tom hasn't heard anything. I was going to get an update off him and he was like, you got to talk to Marson. 
I've done everything I can. Talk to Marson. So that's exactly what I did. And I mean, I don't know what to, to take from this. Like, Marson seems like a great guy. It seems like that is his priority. Like, he wants to fight in London. But we're waiting on the UFC. These promoters need to start doing their job. I joke, I joke. But um, anyway, here's Marson Toibura. And I will say to people, you know, people are kind of complaining. Like, oh, if this is the main event. Imagine this isn't the main event. What will be then? Like, there's not a lot going on. Like, Tom's the highest ranked guy, pretty much, outside of Leon, obviously. Arnold, who've just, like, you know, Leon's not fighting. He's told us that. Arnold's just fought. So, I mean, if it's not Tom, I don't know what they're going to do there. So, yeah, okay, maybe you weren't thrilled about it. Maybe you aren't jumping up and down. But the prospect of it not being there, what else could it be? Like, Nathaniel and Lerone, I think they should make that fight. But I don't think that's main event fodder just yet. I love the fight, but it's just not main event fodder. So, let's have a listen to Marson, and I'll be back to wrap this baby up. Today, I am joined by the 10th-ranked heavyweight in the world, a man who has spent seven years now in the UFC, he has made a habit of beating big prospects when he comes up against them. And as of late, he has been rumored to be facing Tom Aspinall in the UFC main event in July when they go back to London. So, Marcel, first of all, how are you? This is the first time I ever got to speak to you. It's a, it's an honor for me. Uh, yeah, hi. I'm I'm doing great. Uh, it's, it's an honor for me to speak with you. And yeah, let's, let's talk. Let's chat. Yes, so I mean, I yeah, uh, I was speaking to Tom last week. I, I I tried to get an update from him, and he seemed very excited about this fight. Maybe last month, and suddenly he's saying, "Don't ask me. You need to ask Marson." So I said, "I will ask Marson." He says he has done everything for this fight to be made, um, and he thinks he still hasn't heard anything from the UFC. So he's wondering what's happening. You you tell me your side of the story, good sir. Uh, well, I, it's not like I'm, uh, I know much more than him. I, uh, I'm trying to get this fight too. I don't know what he's referring to about asking me. Maybe he want me to, you know, start doing some more trash talking to bring the attention to the fight and, and make the UFC interesting in it. But, uh, I'm actually at the same point. I'm just trying to, you know, get a fight. And the fight in London with him in the main event would be the, you know, the best scenario for me right now because uh, UK, there's lots of Polish people. So there will be a huge uh, fan base for me there. And Tom is five right now in the rankings. So everything's matched for me for this, uh, for, for this fight. It's, I don't know what I can do more to make it. For sure, I could start doing some, you know, some bad things <laughs> and uh, and start people talking about it more. But I'm not that kind of person. It's uh, it would be really pathetic if I if I would start doing it. Okay, okay. So, <laughs> ha have you spoke to the UFC? Um, I know Tom has told us previously he spoke to Mick Maynard, and Mick Maynard said. Yeah, oh, okay, we'll we'll have a look at it. But as far as he's concerned, this is the only fight. Like For both of you guys, he thinks this is the only one that can really happen at this stage. Yeah, I think so too. I'm, I'm sure my manager is, uh, is in contact with Mick Maynard right now. Uh, you know, I, I had some information, but, but I, cannot, I might not share right now because I can. I can, so... You know, there is uh, there is not much option for both of us right now. I think, uh, you know, I have a pretty good win streak right now, except this fight with the with the Alexander Volkov, but it's pretty good. So I'm really looking forward to someone, you know, higher ranking than me 
And I don't think there is a lot of uh, fighters who wants to fight Stom right now because he's he's really good. And uh, people right now, I think they don't like to taking a risk sometimes, and and um, they try to you know look for some easier opponent. I'm I'm not I'm not uh, that kind of fighter. I'm just you know taking whatever they they, they give me. So. There is not much options for both of us. So I'm, I'm really hoping this, this will uh, you know, materialize. Everybody seems to want to fight you. I, I saw Jolton Almeida calling you back out in February. What do you think it is? These guys, I think they underestimate you because when we saw you against Romanov, you know, this is an undefeated prospect. You won the fight. And way back a, a few years ago, Spivak was on the, the, the come up and he runs into you too. He loses the fight as well. I think there's something with these prospects. They look at you and they think, oh, I can do this until they get in there with you. Uh, I think, I think you know, they, when they watch my fights, they, it's, it's sometimes my look that it's, it might be easy to, <laughs> you know, to beat me. You're being uh, too hard on yourself, Marcin. Come on. <laughs> you're a big guy. God damn. I, I know sometimes they based on, uh, I have a... Many times I have like a you know slow the beginning of the fight and and maybe they are seeing the opportunity in this uh, but you know I, I don't mind it I really like when uh, lots of fighters want to fight with me because there is options I I wouldn't mind to fight Almeida too if they offer they didn't so you know of course I I rather fight someone higher ranking than me so I can you know move forward and. Uh, and Almeida was like, uh, you know, he, he has like uh, three or four fights already, or mm. maybe less in the UFC. Yeah, he, he's he's a good fighter, and I would accept the fight, but I, I wasn't offered. But right now, I'm just uh, focusing. If if I'm getting, uh, you know, to choose, I'm focusing on someone that would be like a Thomas Pinal more than than Almeida. So I hope this one will gonna happen. You mentioned uh, earlier that you think people might be afraid to fight Tom. Why do you think that is? Um, you know, uh, Tom is a, is, a pre, is, a, is a very good fighter. He shows like a pretty, really good performance in his uh, couple of fights in the UFC. Uh, you know, I was really hoping to see much more in this fight with uh, with Curtis Blades. Uh, it didn't happen. So, yeah, I, I think so. I what, what I learned since I'm in the MMA, like uh, lots of fighters are, are picky a little bit, you know what I mean? So I, I never did this. Whenever I get the offer, uh, someone I accept each time. I never say, no, no, this guy is, is not good for me at this, at this you know, point of my career. I never, I never does that. So, but I think that lots of fighters do that. So I, uh, I think there will be not much, not, not many options for, for Tom right now. I think that you look at this fight and you think you can win the same way as you looked at Romanov, same way as you looked at Spivak. Here's a young guy on the up, and I'm going to teach him a lesson. What do you see in Tom Aspinall's game that you can exploit? Uh, you know, uh, well, my approach to the fight is not like I'm gonna going to teach lessons somehow. I'm just I'm not seeing myself as a as a you know, much more experienced fighters, fighter, and uh, you know, to beat up the the young, the the young prospect. I'm just seeing like I'm still have something to gain in the, in the MMA, and I'm see and and I feel like I'm improving 
uh, in training and everything what I'm doing. And, you know, there's a level each year, actually. It's changing. It's changing my approach to MMA. It's more mature. And, you know, I'm seeing, like, there's lots of fights. Like, it depends on who's tougher in a fight, who, you know, who can who can take more okay. in, in the fight. And I think I can. And I think I can, you know... There, there will be a brawl for sure. There will be a really crazy fight because he can go hard. And, you know, I, I'm really cool with that. I'm really, uh, you know, cool to see how much can he bring before he got exhausted. <laughs> you see, I really like the fight because, as you mentioned at the start, I'm very aware of, of the Polish population in the UK. And I know Tom... A lot of the Polish fans know Tom too because he's been popping up on KSW. I think he has some familial relationship. He's also been seen with Joanna. I I think people are aware of who the guy is. I think you put you two guys together and it's a big fight. You know, two big, big guys throwing bombs at each other in a main event always goes down well. But you mentioned earlier that you have some information. And now I don't want the information. I would love the information, but I know you're not going to give it to me. But does this information think does it make you think that this will not happen this voice? No. So no, no. it makes you think it will? No, no. It's I mean, it's still in a mix. You know, it's it's still mixing. So uh it's, maybe it's another fight somewhere else? Uh for me? Yes. No, it's you know, uh, there is options. So the information I got, it's it's there is options, but this one is one of the options to option two. Options for you or options for Tom? For for us, for both of us. Oh wow! You know, I'm I'm just asking about options for me about the fights. So I'm still, you know, get the the information that this one is still still an option, but not uh, like uh, for sure. So maybe you guys fight somewhere else other than London. Is is this what might be on the table? Yeah, yeah. Okay, very very interesting. This is very interesting. What do you so, think? Uh, so what what I hear like options for me. Okay. Not, you know. Okay. Yes. So a uh, uh, couple of option, options for me and Tom Aspinall fights in London is one of the, one of them. Maybe the other one is uh Toy to Ivasa in Sydney something like this. Cannot tell. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. <laughs> I see you, Barson. So right now, how much of a chance would you give it? 50% of 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 UFC London main event. I don't know, you know, for sure it it will be a very good fight. I don't know if uh, you know, uh, the thing that is a main event it might be a problem. Probably if there was a, like a mm, you know, a pay-per-view card and yes. uh, main the, the fight in the main card me and Aspinal would be much easier. I don't know, maybe they won't bring someone else to the main event in uh, you know, for the fight night in in London. And and that's the thing. That's the information, you know, for just for what I figure. Uh, I I would say fifty percent is still okay. Possible. Okay. Now I I noticed that you you had you were meant to fight Jerzinho as well, right? There was two fights there, and they got yes. they both got cancelled. What happened there? Um, uh, I got COVID. Oh, sorry, my yeah. man. So yeah, so I had uh, the first fight was announced uh, on uh, February. Uh, and I got COVID on Christmas and it was really bad one. Like, uh, three weeks I was like, couldn't, couldn't stand up. So, 
So I had to, you know, reschedule it. They reschedule it. And I was pretty sure I, I'm recovering from this. And, you know, I was already on a fight week. And uh, and I, I, feel, I still feel very bad. So I need a lot of time to recover from this one. It seems was, that was that was uh, totally my fault. So the, the fights was rescheduled. It seems like a lot of fighters were hit hard. They they found it very hard to get back to training at the highest level after they had COVID. Were you the same? Three weeks seems a long time. Yeah, yeah. So I I had a you know really long recovery. Then I moved to Vegas to train there to you know to. Uh, I, I spent a lot of time in the mountains to rebuild those, you know, brain cells, wow. everything. Yeah. So it took me uh, like uh, four or five months <laughs> to feel like I'm uh, totally back in uh, in the level of, you know, of cardio than I had before. One thing, one thing I find, um, I'm glad to, I'm glad that you recovered. Sorry, um, but one thing I notice about your record, I always find it strange when big you know, powerful heavyweights. You're obviously very successful heavyweight and you never fought in KSW. Poland, KSW, I just expect this should happen. Uh, why did that never happen for you? Um, you know, when I, uh, my, uh, I, I had like a six professional fights in Poland and then I, uh, I had to, maybe I, I got some talks with the, with the KSW, but then I was signed with M1 Global. Right. The, the Russian organization, and I fought for them for like a three years, and uh, then I had the offer from the UFC, and also got the offer from KSW. But uh, at the at this time, when I get the offer from UFC, there was not much, you know. Yes. Uh, <laughs> there was no much of uh, of uh, problem what to choose for me, and uh, yeah, that's that's why it happened this way. I I love KSW. I love the organization here. We are. Actually, I I have a sometimes I have a contact with the with the guys from KSW, but uh, and I never had a fight there. I just love those stadium shows. You know, when I see them stadium shows, like who else does this in MMA? Like this is crazy. The Polish people they love MMA so much, and the brand KSW, right? It's it's just huge over there. Yeah, it's the second one. I I was the first one because there was you a went? couple of guys. Coliseum? I was there. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. When when the the, the first Colosseum happened, I was there because there was a couple of guys from our gym who was fighting there, so we were like uh, cornering them. And yeah, it was huge. I mean, I don't know how to describe it. I don't know. It's really hard for me to to you know to figure how how they did it to fill out the such a big arena for for fights, but uh, they did it, and I think they pretty close to to do it again. Because there's a lot of uh, tickets sale for this one already. I wish I could go. It's my brother's wedding the same week. I can't. I can't mm. go. I'm like of all times to make this happen. <laughs> like, why? But um, obviously, I spoke about your links to Jerzinho, and obviously, uh, Jelton was calling you out back in February. Those two are, are fighting this weekend. Do you do you have an interest in fights? Do you watch when they go down? <laughs> do you watch live, or do you wake up the next day and watch them? Do you when the heavyweight division is on? Do you make it your business to see the fights? Um, I do watch the fights, but, uh, they, it's, it's actually, this card is, is going to be on, uh, I don't know, the main card side, nine o'clock in Poland. 
Nice. So it will be easy to watch. I think so, because I, I wasn't sure. Sometimes I don't watch because they in the middle of the night and, uh, you know, I'm actually focused on recovery on yes. weekends and, and don't want to, you know, stay, stay that long in the night. But yeah, I, I will watch this one. So I'm pretty interesting what's going to happen because, you know, I'm, I don't have anything signed. So this might bring something, something too. Although I still, I still hoping for the fight with with Thomas Pino. That's your number one, the Aspinall yeah. main event. Yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. Who do you think wins, Jairzinho or Jelton? Uh style yeah. matchup, right? Striker versus grappler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the thing. I think Jairzinho uh, is very strong. Uh, you know, he's he's really heavy-handed and. Whenever he connects, he always puts them on the ground. So I don't know. I, I think he can done it. Well, Marcin, it, yeah. it was an absolute pleasure to speak to you. I really hope that they can make July happen. It seems you have lots of options, which is always a good situation to be in. But um, thank you so much. It was a pleasure to speak to you. And uh, fingers crossed we hear something very soon. Thank you. Thank you. It was a pleasure to speak with you. There he is, Marcin Tybura. What a gentleman. I can't believe 11 years in the UFC and that's the first time I'm speaking to him. Seems like he's in a good situation. I don't know what you think, but I think I got him on the tie too. That's the thing with the Sydney thing. Going to my head, they are his options right now. Sydney or London. I like the London fight more. Honestly, I think it just makes more sense because where it is, first of all, for Tybura, it'll make a lot more sense. As we mentioned on the interview, a lot more of a Polish populace there. But yeah, you know, I want the fight to happen. I think that's the fight. But we'll have to wait and see. Um, UFC 288, of course. Some of you might be wondering what I'm not talking about. We did a whole wrap-up show on 288 with The Ringer, myself, the great Ariel Hawani, and the great Chuck Mendenhall, and the great TST, who once again poisoned the car with his presence. Um, I mean, he was picking Gilbert Burns. Gilbert Burns gets injured. I mean, this is happening a lot, TST. And then him and Bilal see out the five rounds. I was struggling with that card. I don't know. I just... I think the main event was really good, but because of because of the the card, the main card itself, with Crone starting off really bad, I thought really bad fight. It just never really got going for me. Lopez and Evloev again was probably the best fight in the card, deserved fight in the night, but went the went the three rounds. Probably not what you're expecting from Evloev from being so highly ranked and in against a short notice guy, which isn't an easy situation. But there you have it. What about Ikram Alaskarov? Phil Hawes boxing the jaw off him, and then he just bing right crossed right in the money. Beautiful. Man, Phil Hawes, that's some scary KOs he's been on the, the end of. Like, for such a big prospect, we had Chris Curtis in 2021, Delidze in October 2022, and now this right cross knockout from Alice Carroll, who was chasing the fight, well, three minutes of the fight, up until he hit the button. That's a, that's a worrying situation. I mean, this feels crazy to say it again, but the party continues for Irish MMA this weekend because Ian Gary is facing the biggest test of his career against Daniel Rodriguez on that ABC card. Like, this is going to keep rolling, lads. I'm, I'm exhausted. I mean, imagine what the guys who are really covering this scene feel. Jesus Christ. I can remember being that guy back in the day, but a massive moment for Ian Gary's career, dude. Massive, massive moment. I love the fight. I like the fight for Ian, too. I'll be perfectly honest. I, I do think he can style on Rodriguez, but if things start going Rodriguez's way and he can lure Ian into a brawl, that's going to be some deep, deep waters for him. I have never really seen anyone do that to him. I mean, the closest you could say was Jack Grant, but Ian felt like he was winning it at a canter, so. I mean, I know he was dropped by Keenan Sam, but then he went into God mode and absolutely destroyed him, so, I mean, I don't know. Man, it's a tasty one. It's so tasty. I love it. 
Um, I'll look forward to the rest of the European MMA schedule um, on the next episode on Thursday. We're working on a few things for that. Man, I can't wait for Jairzinho and Jolton Almeida, though. Holy God. Listen, we're having a great time here. It's all go. It's all go. I mean, I really want that main event announced in London. I really want some Irish signings to the UFC. I'm going to keep my fingers closed, but they've done their job. It's time for Cage Warriors to do theirs. Lots of love. See you on Thursday. Big kiss. Mwah.